Content is not intended as a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Hello. Hello and welcome everyone. My name is Marina Sprocky Spriggs. And I am the host of Always Another Way podcast. I have a master's in professional counseling, and I am the Ippy Award-winning author of Stop Looking for a Husband, Find the Love of Your Life, and Nasty Divorce, A Kid's Eye View. I write positive divorce advice for the Huff Post, and I'm trained in clinical hypnosis. And this podcast speaks to out-of-the-box thinkers. It's for those who hear the call of hope and always another way. And if you are extremely rigid and set in your beliefs, then this probably isn't your cup of tea. However, you should note, taste can, and do change. And I just want to remind everyone to please subscribe to Always Another Way podcast on iTunes. Rate it five stars. Tell your friends the more people that subscribe and rate the more the podcast moves up and the more that people can hear all of these wonderful interviews that I have that can be just really game-changing for a lot of people. And today is going to be a very interesting show uh, that I bet a lot of people will relate to because you don't have to look far for a crazy family member. Some of us have them in our homes while we're growing up. Sometimes they're just relatives far away. Sometimes they're just funny stories at holidays but the environment you're in definitely shapes you. And I'm gonna be talking to my guest today, uh, Dr. Edward Hollowell, who is a New York Times bestselling author. And his latest book is called, Because I Come From a Crazy Family, The Making of a Psychiatrist. And as I bring in do on Dr. Hollowell, he is a graduate of Harvard College and the Tulane School of Medicine. Dr. Hollowell is a child and adult psychiatrist and the founder of the Hallowell Center for Cognitive and Emotional Health in Boston Metro West, New York City, San Francisco, and Seattle. He was a member of the faculty of Harvard Medical School from 1983 to 2004, until he retired to devote his full professional attention to his clinical practice, lectures, and the writing of books. He's a New York Times bestselling author, and his latest book, Because I Come From a Crazy Family, is out now. And welcome to the show, Dr. Hallowell. Very nice to be with you. Yes. Well, wow. I mean, what a book of an interesting life you've had, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Very, very cool. And then kind of... There, I... I'm sorry. There's an echo on here. Oh, so let's see uh, if they could fix that little there... echo from the production side real quick. Yeah, I know. Whenever I say echoes right back to me. Oh, so... We're in the echo chamber, maybe. Yeah. Well, let's let's get now, out now of the echo stopped. chamber. That's it's not to add the crazy effects to the uh, book. Right. 
Right. Okay, you know what? We're going to actually, we're going to call you right back again just to make okay. sure we get okay. a better connection. So on hold, and we'll come back right where we were. Okay, very good. Okay, call you right back. Hi. Hello, Dr. Hallowell. How's that? Uh, Good. And just so you know, I have a hard stop in a half an hour. Okay, perfect. So I'll keep my eye on the time for you. Okay. So, yeah, so we'll start... um, so there's just a lot of recent research out now about childhood trauma and the ACEs too high. And definitely look at, after reading your book, you clearly beat the odds. And then one of the first yes, things, yeah, that, which is just, you know, is, is remarkable in itself and inspiring. But also um, one of the things that I noticed, you know, that I'm highly interested in, you mentioned fantasy often in this book, especially as a, a little child. And so you knew from 11 that you were going to be a psychiatrist and that, um, and that you escaped in fantasy a lot. And I'm wondering how critical was using your imagination to help you deal with things that are obviously way beyond what a child should deal with? Oh, tremendously important. I mean, really tremendously important. And, and just for listeners who might not know what the ACEs score is, it's adverse childhood experiences. And, you know, and if you have four or more, your chances for a, a, a good life are, are pretty slim. And there's 10 of these experiences. And I, I have eight. So, you know, it, it's pretty amazing that at age 68, I'm talking to you right now. Um, the imagination and fantasy were absolutely key. But if you think about it, what people who are in the midst of trauma, they often dissociate and and dissociate is sort of the ultimate of fantasy you you sort oh, of leave yeah. your body and go into another world and that that's kind of the the ultimate it's almost psychotic fantasy and and so it is it, sort of the kind of fantasy and imaginative stuff i would do as a kid is sort of a graduated version of that it's kind of a modified version of that and i would i certainly wouldn't leave my body and, and go into a psychotic state but I, I would uh, kind of live in, a, in an imaginary, not, not in a crazy way, but in a very adaptive way. I'd, yeah. I'd read and, I'd, and I, I would use fantasy very liberally um, to imagine wonderful places. And, uh, and, and I think that, that's how imagination can, can save us. Uh, um, I didn't do it on purpose. I did it very naturally. Yeah. Um, and 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 it and it uh, it's a it's a wonderful aid. You know, your 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 mind does not have to be where your body is, and uh, it saves us in all kinds of situations, from boring cocktail parties to <laughs> traumatic childhoods. You know, exactly. And uh, and, and it certainly came to my rescue. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I was a little a fantasy kid, too. And, and like you mean, not in a in that psychotic way, but in just it was a good escape to kind of just think about some other things for a little bit, too. And, yeah. and, and ask, you know, going on now. So how do you have so growing up with with just a lot of stuff going on inside your your family life and otherwise, 
and then having this notion since, which is also very interesting. So, um, and it's the, the stories are in the book, but you were, you got this notion at 11, right? That you were to be a psychiatrist. Can you, can you right. kind of talk about that a little bit? Well, it was again, one of these very odd moments uh, that literally a voice came into my head uh, and said, you should be a psychiatrist. The, the only time I've ever had a voice I mean, technically, an auditory hallucination, that, and, and it just came into my head and said, you should be a psychiatrist. Uh -huh. And uh, um, I sort of was taken aback, and I was about to go swimming, so I just went swimming. <laughs> and it's not as if, it's not as if I, I determined then and there to, to take that advice. I, um, I, I uh, went about living the rest of my life, but it did plant some kind of seed, because here I am talking to you, and I've I am a psychiatrist, um, and and it, it's funny how these ideas get planted deep within us. You know, when I was in high school, I wanted to be a writer. Well, I'm a writer too. You know, so how how we, I think the unconscious has a lot to do with who we become. And you know, there's a line I love: "How do you make God laugh? Tell him your plans." <laughs> you know, so so often what we plan to do is not necessarily what we actually end up doing. And uh, from who you marry to what your career is to whatever, you know, and, and often the best things we do are the things we uh, uh, least intend to do. We we surprise ourselves. You're so right. And with just this 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 wonderful attitude that you have. How do you have this attitude and towards your family now, like after all you've been through? Oh my gosh, you know nobody nobody intended to hurt anybody and I, and I think that's uh, I think that's mostly the case uh, you know to understand all is to forgive all I mean if, if you if you if you really understand you know cruelty aA has a great and hurt people hurt people you know it, it's when you've been really hurt you know do you want to turn around and hurt somebody or do you want to take that hurt and turn it into something better there you go and uh, and and I I didn't decide to turn it into something better but I did turn it into something better and thank God you know I mean it, it feels it feels much better to try to take some the the, the hurt and turn it into something better. Not to say I haven't hurt people along the way. I'm sure I have, but uh, I like to think I've helped more people than I've hurt. And and, uh, and blaming other people only really hurts me. Yeah. You know, the, the I wrote a whole book about forgiveness, and, and I one of the things I learned in writing that book, forgiveness is a gift you give to yourself. You know, and, and uh, you know, because when you forgive, you're letting go of poison. You're letting go of anger and resentment and anger and resentment are just poisons you carry around inside of yourself you know the other person is not even aware as you're sitting there hating them and, and resenting them you know they they're not hurt by it you're the one who's hurt by it right so you know so for me to go around feeling angry and resentful doesn't hurt the other person any it only it only hurts me yeah, you bring that is just such a good point that you bring up, and then also just knowing that just nobody really wanted to intentionally hurt anybody at all, but it is the hurt people, hurt people things. Right, and, right, and right. Just right. You with, know, and, and you know, I mean, I can't say that Hitler didn't want to 
hurt the Jews. He did. He, he, you know, he, he was he was a deeply sadistic man. You know, so there are, there are people who do want to hurt people, but the, I think they're we're talking about you know world class uh, evil, uh, and and most of the kind of hurt that happens in everyday life, it's not committed by you know world class demons it's committed by ordinary people like you and me and uh um you know and and, uh, and if we if we can work to understand each other and cut each other some slack uh um, you know and 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 try to uh, not have anger you know last you know uh, have anger be more like a sneeze in a lifelong condition, mm-hmm. um, then the world is pretty wonderful. Yeah, I like that. Anger more like a sneeze. And with, yeah. you know, and and people do, you know, live with mental illness. A lot of families have that. And so what would you like the audience to know about living with people with, with mental illness? Well, first of all, most people do it. I mean that that's that's sort of the thing that we need to uh, we need to you know blow the lid off of stigma you know the yeah. secrets you know that that uh, most families are touched by one of these conditions or another. I mean if you include addiction, uh, addiction or if not full blown addiction, compulsive compulsive use to the point that. That someone is being hurt by it, uh, anxiety disorders, depression, bipolar disorder, uh, uh, ADHD and dyslexia. Uh, you know, the, the, most families have somebody with one or another of those conditions. So we're so. First point is that most families live with this, and the second point, which is one that. Most people, or many people, might even disagree with. I think the, these conditions are markers of talent, yeah. because it, it's rare to find someone who has tremendous talent, who has uh, tremendous creative talent, tremendous, uh, uh, you know, genius, who doesn't have one or another of the conditions we diagnose. Well, whether it's a uh, an addictive tendency, or depressive tendency, or ADHD, or anxiety disorder, uh, or personality disorder. Uh, it's rare to find someone with fatality. So I think it's time to start realizing that the tremendous. Uh, okay, I'm losing you just a sort of a little bit. Tremendous. There we go. Diversity that that the mind has within it. And I love how you've reframed that too, about seeing as something that, you know, we, we all, we all can just end up with in a lot of different ways, some genetically and some not, but looking at it as something that you can use as a skill or a talent, just yeah. reframing it. I love that. Um, yeah. And, that, and that, you know, that if you have one of these conditions that causes you great pain, you know, get help with it. Don't be ashamed because chances are you've also got some great talent yeah. that you'll be able to use a, a lot more easily. Uh, 
uh, once you get help with the thing that's bothering you. Yeah. And in, so and in talking about this, and you're right, everybody lives with either somebody in their house, knows somebody or some family member somewhere, because life will hit you and you will deal with anxiety, depression, these type of things, addiction, they flow out. And a lot of them really are in secret and just like kind of you grew up, people don't talk about these things. But what advice would you give to somebody right now who's listening that let's say, you know, I'm in a family and a lot of people, you know, don't talk about issues like this. That's kind of crazy. It's an environment. I don't know what's going on. What do you do when you're inside of that with people that have some dysfunction? Well, you know, my favorite uh, piece of advice is never worry alone. <sighs> and, you know, start by picking someone you trust and start with that person and then uh, expand your your circle of trust one person at a time and the next thing you know you'll you'll have a whole group of people because uh, uh, you know people would much rather worry together than worry alone and once you overcome that barrier of fear uh, you know the floodgates will open and everybody will be talking about it and they'll go from crying to laughing yeah. Because, uh, you know, the human comedy, you know, we're all a little bit crazy. And, mm -hmm. and if we can start admitting that and laughing at it instead of feeling ashamed of it, you know, life becomes so much more fun. Right. And if we if we stop trying this uh, ridiculous attempt to pretend we're normal and just admit, you know, uh, our various crazinesses, uh, we can we can do a lot better. Because we we don't have to waste energy trying to put up a front about you know about trying to be so normal. I love that, and you can just tell just in your voice and in, in the way you write too this like wonderful positive attitude that you have, but also like being a realist about it too. And like, okay, hey, this is going on. You know what? Everybody <laughs> kind of gets in this place too, and 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 let's work with it. Is just you know it's it's so refreshing and and is that something i'm wondering have you always been just that kind of positive sort of jovial like hey let's make the best of this kind of person yeah i i i have been uh i think part of that i inherited from my mother but i also because of the events that happened to me growing up have a have a dark side as well you know that i that i have to live with and 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 ride herd on you know and and that, that's where never worry alone comes in very handy you know and and so uh um you know i i i'm basically uh optimistic and 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 you know feel that there's you know problems can be can be solved but and and i i urge others you know to band together in that attitude but i also realize that you know, bad things happen, and and you know, I'm haunted by my past uh, in ways that uh, I'll I'll never completely be rid of. But I'm also strengthened by my past. You know, those very those very same things that haunt me bolster me, and that's what's so interesting about life. You know, it's a paradox. You know, what brings you down boosts you up, and and um, uh, you know, it's never entirely one thing or another. Uh, but that's why we need each other, because when we're down, someone else will bring us up, and when we're up, you know, we can bring someone else who's down up. And um, um, you know, that, that, that's you know, that, that's the that's why we're 
it's so important that we not get isolated. The, the, the one thing never to let happen to you is don't ever be isolated. Yeah, that's super very good information because with isolation, and that just leaves your brain alone to go on a rabbit trail mm. of somewhere yep. else that may not be good without anybody yep. checking you out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and so with this, so you had this, you know, a lot of adversity and crazy family and on that ACEs, the adverse childhood experience scale, which you had talked about, which puts you in a risk pool for higher factors right. of things, but you are right. just have surpassed that. And I think as a test also to the resilience of human beings across time, yeah. but the, but the key factors that I see that sort of separate out and just have noticed with you and just in your writing and, and you have, you have quite a few books and your centers and just looked all over your website, like chock full of information. And especially what you do with people with ADD on that side of that reframing of like, Hey, use this like as a rocket fuel to better you, you know, just that reframing, um, instance, right. what would you, right. You know, what else would you tell people listening that's, you know, that might be feeling like, oh, I'm just the only one and, and I'm on this scale? Like, how, what kept you going to say, okay, well, this happened, but I'm still going to, I mean, like, achieve and try and maybe fail and maybe do bad, but try again? It, it really, it really does come back to connection. Uh, you, you can't do it alone because uh, when you're feeling completely down, and I've been there, uh, you know, I have been there. I felt bereft. I felt uh, just betrayed and completely uh, just terrible. And, and um, uh, you know, I, I, I've, I've literally, I've literally turned to my dog, my dog Ziggy, who's died and gone to heaven, but I've turned to my dog, you know, so it wasn't even a person. And and cried, holding Ziggy, and said, "What can we do, Ziggy?" Aww. And Ziggy helped me. Ziggy licked my face, and Ziggy, I connected with Ziggy, and and so it was with Ziggy that I that I reached out, you know, and and so, but you you can't do it alone. It's just you just can't, and so you have to. You can't reach out to a person. Uh, reach out to a dog, reach out to God if you have that in your life. But it, it's better if you can hold. God's hard to hold, you know. So if it can be a a, a person, a dog, uh, uh, sometimes uh, sometimes even a, a teddy bear, but something something that you can hold on to and hug and squeeze and. And, and just feel that, feel that connection, uh, feel that connection. Sometimes I've seen people hugging a gravestone and, and weeping, uh, you know, and, and when you're feeling that terrible way, uh, some connection and some sort of embrace can get you started again. Um, just don't let yourself, uh, don't let yourself go to that terrible place of, of isolation because that, that's when that's when bad things bad things happen and then and then you, you get started you get connected uh, then then go to a go to some kind of gathering whatever has meaning to you you know uh, or maybe you, you just go to a movie you go to some place to escape you know maybe you go to a concert or maybe you, you go to a, a gym if you have it in you to work out or 
you know, I happen to believe in God, so I go to church. You know, I'm an Episcopalian, or maybe maybe you meditate, or you go do some yoga, or maybe you go for a run, maybe you go to your favorite restaurant, or or maybe you 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 uh, you, you go to a Starbucks. I mean, you know, but you want to go to a place where there are people. Yeah. You want to find put yourself in the in the company of people because there is a special energy that people have that um, uh, that uh, you can't get from an iPhone and you can't get from a television. Uh, so if you if you can put yourself in the presence of people, that's that that's really important. I love that. And just with all this, just super good advice. Just can you tell everybody? where we can find you and get your book and any other things that you've got going on, tour dates and stuff like that. Sure. I'm, I'm uh, my latest book, you know, because I come from a crazy family is on Amazon. And, uh, uh, it's, uh, I'd love if you, if you read it, I'd love to hear from you. My email is Dr. Hallowell, just Dr. Hallowell. Uh, at gmail.com. I, I answer all my emails and I, I'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I live in the Boston area in Arlington and I also have an office in New York City. And um, I, I'm all about connections, so I, I, I really mean it when I say I'd love to hear from you. Um, uh, it's, uh, and, you know, and I think the, I think the great problem in the world today is disconnection. You know, I think that's why we're having the, the rise in the suicides and, you know, and, and the depression and, and uh, you know, I, I think, you know, people are just feeling lonely. In fact, the, the, the Surgeon General uh, designated loneliness as the number one medical problem. Yeah. Number one medical problem. It will loneliness. kill you. So, and that's where shows like yours are so important, trying to bring people together. Oh. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's really important. Absolutely. And your message just with this book and the other books and the, the work that you do of just that, that positivity, that reframing, and also just like a little bit of normalizing too, that, hey, you're not the only one out here because I come from a crazy family and you read this book and you'll just see, and you'll find maybe somebody, you know, in your family, that's maybe like some of the, and you have a big family, a lot of the different characters in your family. And then to be inspired by the way you've just continued to say, okay, I'm not going to let this stop me or define me. This happens, but mm -hmm. I can keep going on, see things in a better light, stay connected with people. And even in times of doubt, You've got Dog Ziggy, anybody else with you. And I just love that you've just provided all this information for people listening to know that they can reach out and that they're not alone. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's for sure. We're, we're, we're truly not alone and just overcome whatever little bit of fear or embarrassment you might have and, uh, and just, uh, just, 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 let it go and just, just reach out. Well, that sounds a great place to leave off. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Hallowell, for being on. I will have the links everywhere wow. where you can find him and his book. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for having me. Take care. Thank you. And you know that there is always another way.